right. All right, how we doing? How we doing? You're waiting for me, uh... It's waiting for me to come back with a voice 15 octaves lower than you remembered me. But I needed every last moment of the weekend to um, recover from whatever little something I had going on for me. Call it a cold, call it the sniffles, though there wasn't a lot of sniffling there. A little bit of tightness in my chest, a little chest tightness, but uh, everything else was just um, fatigue and weird. But be that as it may, I did a lot of work. Still have a, still have a house to move into, and uh, things are looking good. And I am working diligently on my home office, which will also be a broadcast setup for me too, as you all will see. Uh, if you may have seen a little sneak peek of what that is in the in the um, the morning show this morning, but I, it, it's I mean it's just a shell of what it's going to be. I still have to. I have to, you know, treat the place acoustically. There's still there's still too much echo in the room. Um, lighting. There's going to be a lot. It has to be a very cozy nighttime place because it'll be mainly a late night broadcast retreat for me. And you'll see what we have in store. But um, I also want to just uh, address the the 50 pound gorilla in the room. It's not really a big deal. But I am live on YouTube tonight, and you might be wondering what the hell is going on. He got a week-long suspension, and yeah, I did. And Sunday morning, I um, woke up, and I went to go schedule my Sunday uh, unlisted stream for all the monthly sponsors. And out of habit, I went to YouTube, and I hit go live and all that. And as I'm going live, as, as I'm scheduling my my stream for Sunday with the sponsors, I'm saying to myself, I shouldn't be able to schedule this. I'm suspended until at least Wednesday. How's this possible? So I went into the account and there's no strike. Uh, the, 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 the big COVID episode that we did last week, it was sitting right there. It was there again. I, and no email, no nothing. It's just all there. So I deleted that. And um, I said, okay, well, I'm just going to take this as dodging yet another bullet. I don't know how this stuff happens to me. But here's what we're going to do going forward. And I'm giving you guys plenty of time to adapt. Uh, because I have to give the production crew a couple of days to get me a fully polished new sign-off of YouTube video. Um, as soon as I have an updated video, sign-off of YouTube video... We are only going to be doing the first half of the show. I know we used to do just the, the, the opening part of the show, the grab bag, and then we jumped off. We're going to be doing the first hour of the show on YouTube and then off. And you can go anywhere else. So um, this is just what's going to happen. There's no more concessions. I understand that some people out there uh, love YouTube for the ease and the stability, and that's, that's, uh, that's fine. I understand. It's a great platform. Um, politically crazy. Uh, driven into the into the, the the depths of the sea by a bunch of crazy people, but then again, many of you people who prefer YouTube, if YouTube's not an option for the night, you go and follow me elsewhere. And I think we've already established who is following the show and who's not going to. So I I can I can no longer cater to the people who can only 
be with the show on one platform and if it's not there then the show effectively doesn't exist for them and i don't think anybody out there who exists in new media should do that either because whether it be youtube uh in many respects twitch which i believe it, i think it's just all house money over there we're playing with over there eventually one day our luck will run out um that's just the way it's going to be but i think it'll be fine it'll be better than just the 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 first 15 minutes right so letting you guys know that is a a new practice that is coming to the show soon. But welcome back. We had a great end of the week last week. Haven't seen you since Thursday night, but there's plenty to talk about because as soon as we got off the air Thursday night, as soon as we signed off, the real mugshot was revealed. The real one. Because during the Thursday show, everybody's like, oh, the mugshot's out. And everybody's just, at that point, they're just photoshopping things. And uh, everybody wants their, their design to go viral first at the last minute. And, and that's, that was fun. But, you know, it, it, that was going on in the background. We have to talk about that as we set the stage for uh, tonight's guest. First time on the show. We just spoke for a couple of minutes for the first time ever before the show, Nino Rodriguez, David Nino Rodriguez. Many of you already follow him. That's how I heard about him. And uh, I've seen him around a lot over the last handful of years, but tonight will be the first time that we actually get to hang out, shoot the shit, and I get to see what Nino's all about. And for many of you, too, who may not know him. So uh, he is an American boxing champion, author, and of late, host of a popular show for news and theories and analysis of theories and theories in trade. It's a good thing. I want to thank my sponsors for the evening, BlueMonsterPrep.com. I think everybody should be prepping no matter where they are in the country. There's always something you can be prepping for, whether it be an eruption, some kind of a fire, a derailment, some kind of crazy weather. It doesn't matter. Food, water, essential. Communication, essential. First aid, essential. Being able to breathe the air, essential. Everything you need is at quitefrankly.tv's affiliate page. Blue Monster Prep is at the top. Use promo code FRANKLY. Just do it. Do it. And now we're starting to come up on holiday season. So buy a little sleeve of, uh, of non-perishable food for one person. There's plenty of great things to do for grab bag gifts, for secret Santas. Go and just get ahead of the game so you are not running around doing things in the last two weeks of December. Well, the last, the second and third week in December. The last week of December, you're screwed. It's all over. All right. Tomorrow night, we've got Rich Barris on the show. On the 30th, we've got Jeff Wamsley of the Mothman Museum and Festival. The Mothman Festival. We're going to talk to him. All things Mothman on Wednesday night. On Thursday, we got Mike King. He is the host over there at Profiling Evil. And afterwards, we have the final book club session for The Devil in the White City. It's going to be a good one. This was a great one. It really is. Uh, next week, Jeff Harmon, Jay Dyer, um... Frank and Chrissy, uh, Chrissy Mayer and Frank Pellegrino are coming back on soon. Uh, Matt Christensen, I'm going to be filling in. Well, Matt Christensen's coming back on here on the 18th, and then I'm filling in for Blonde on his show on Sunday the 24th. Nick Hinton is coming back on. Uh, well, we have so many. We're going to be doing a lot of NDEs, near-death experiences, out-of-body uh, Mike Williams, Sage of Quay, is coming back on to kick off October. Incredible History is coming on in October as well. Alaric the Barbarian. We're doing the Age of Exploration. Oh, the 
schedule is robust, it is beautiful, and it's looking good heading into the fall, and it is all up there on display on quitefrankly.tv, so go there and check it out when you are uh, perusing after the show when the after-hours programming kicks in. All right, let's see here. Let's see. Let's just jump right on into it. Right into it. What's the first one up here? Alice Cooper. Did you hear about Alice Cooper? Well, Alice Cooper, he has stood his ground. He is being canceled. Well, they, well, he's being canceled by a makeup company. Some makeup company or I don't know what it is. I think it's like vampire makeup. Let's see. His makeup line was scrapped by a cosmetics company after the rocker claimed that transitioning genders was a fad, which, of course, it is. A dangerous, irreversible fad, by the way. Like I said, uh, you can trade your bell bottoms in for something else. You can't trade in a penis that you split down the middle like a banana and tucked inside of you. Alice Cooper, the eyeliner-wearing godfather of shock rock, was dumped by a cosmetic company after the singer questioned uh, the rush to perform trans surgeries on kids and said that transitioning genders was a fad. According to the New York Post, a 75-year-old rock legend whose hits include Schools Out and Welcome to My Nightmare had signed the branding partnership deal less than two weeks ago with Vampire Cosmetics, which markets spooky and gothic-themed makeup, lipstick, palettes, and lashes. I need to get my lashes done. However, Cooper was canceled by the company. Oh, no. Where is he? Where is Alice Cooper going to get another makeup sponsor? After he expressed opposition to gender-affirming care, which is the most ridiculous thing that you can uh, describe transitioning a child into a sex that they will never be as gender-affirming care. Uh, which entails irreversible surgeries and hormonal treatments to facilitate the transition to the opposite sex. The fabled transition. In an interview with the site StereoGum, he says, uh, I'm understanding that there are cases of transgender, but I'm afraid, see, he's a 75-year-old guy, he's trying to, trying to, he's trying to understand what's going on out there, while also holding on to the common sense that, no matter where you were on the political spectrum back in the 60s and 70s, everybody kind of understood that men and women were born that way and there is no crossing over, though there are different lifestyles one can adopt over the course of a, uh, of a uh, human lifespan. Yes, there's plenty of lifestyles that develop over time. All have to do with experiences, trauma, whatever it is. But this, no. And he lost his eyeliner now. So, we're going to see. See what happens. We, we, we hope for the best for Alice Cooper. Here's one for you. 4,000 Americans are hospitalized. The Daily Mail. 4,000 Americans are hospitalized each year with a foreign object lodged in their rectums. Finds a, 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 a first-of-its-kind study. It's not first-of-its-kind. Matt and I talked about things like this uh, for New Year's Eve. They publish a report every New Year's Eve of all the things that people stuck inside themselves and had to go to the hospital for every year. You remember we were talking about that? Somebody put a lampshade up there and stuff. Not first of its kind, not for quite frankly. We've got all these bases covered. All of them. 4,000 Americans are hospitalized each year with a foreign object lodged in their rectums. A study, first of its fine study 
uh, fines, and that's just the IRS. I can't even imagine how many more we got at the FBI doing this. Just 4,000 IRS agents that are doing this. Anyway, um, and it's mostly men doing it. 77.8% versus 22.2% female likelihood to jam a foreign object in their rectum. <laughs> uh, um, this is not funny, though. And it's another thing that happened over the weekend. And at another time, the entire world would stop spinning. Bob Barker has died at 99 years old. And I almost forgot that he was still alive. 99 years old. Because I remember when he was 95, he did some sort of a a skit from his hospital bed with um, with Adam Sandler. Almost like a Happy Gilmore throwback. One of the most legendary faces and names in American television history has signed off for the final time. The iconic and indelible Bob Barker, beloved former host of The Price is Right, has died at the age of 99. According to TMZ, Bob Barker died peacefully in his Los Angeles home on Saturday. His death was reportedly due to natural causes. You see, sign me up for natural causes peacefully at 99, as long as I have functionality until then. But, um... And as long as I have some company. As TMZ noted, Barker battled several minor bouts of skin cancer and had multiple falls that required trips to the hospital. Skin cancer? Well, that is a really blessed life right there. If you go 99 years these days and only have a couple of minor bouts with skin cancer... Anyway, uh, let's start this one off because I want to do some uh, mugshot things before we bring on Nino Rodriguez. Don't go anywhere. It's great to have you back. Please, let's help build some momentum again for the new week and send out this show to wherever the hell you hang out on the internet. Share it, comment it, like on it. If you are on YouTube and on Rumble especially, like on that. Clown on her. Please, please, Freak that like button tone. Nobody knows. Some of you know. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. I mean, no, seriously, don't go anywhere. One ant stand up to us, then they all might stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. Does anybody else want to stay? Let's ride!
So, welcome to the show, everybody. That was the pre-show. This is the real deal. The real deal, Holyfield. Now, um, I had a great time on Friday, even though I wasn't feeling too well. I It was raining over here, and I, I was committed to bringing Aurora to either uh, a theme park, a local theme park, or a uh, or an aquarium. So we went to the aquarium in Norwalk on Friday. Though I didn't feel the best, I was good enough. And uh, it was right after the theme, right after the aquarium. She said something that was bizarrely sweet, like bizarrely sweet. She said, "Daddy, I want you to grow up to be a baby, so you can sleep in my belly." I said, "Oh, that's weird." <laughs> I'm sure it's just the first of many weird things that little girl's going to say. I want you to grow up to be a baby so you can go to sleep in my belly. Anyway, uh, like I said, good things all weekend. I have more to talk about on the, on the other side of our interview with, uh, with Nino Rodriguez. I want to get into the, some of this other stuff. Now, the mugshot. The mugshot. This was man, oh, man. I, you know, I said before we got off, I hope that he gives us a nice, big, carefree smile. But what we got, I think, was better. Um, Donald Trump looked in his mugshot like he is actually ready to commit a felony now. (laughs) He looks like now he's ready to commit a felony. He was committing a felony with his eyes. And I said, all right, all right, I'll accept that. I'll accept that. And you know what? Uh, he hit a note. He hit a note. Now, first, first we got the likes of people like, um, what's her name? Joy Reid. Uh, we had her, she was telling, she took the MSNBC. I want to, I want to show you the example of the first, oh, we got it. We got it. Cause I knew that these, the tumblerinas out there that were waiting for the mugshot. This is what it was since 2019. I, especially on this show, we were talking about it. They want a mugshot. They want a perp walk. They needed it. It's sexual for them. They need it. Well, then there's Joy Reid, who's, you know, as, as soulless, as miserable as they come. And she's still for whatever the hell's going on there. She's still whoever's out there is still forced to watch MSNBC, whether it be at a methadone clinic or in a. In a, a small retirement home, she just wanted to express to people in her dead heart kind of a way why this mugshot means so much to her personally. Okay, this is a very personal thing for her. And uh, you, you got to listen to this. Ready? Here we go. Here's Joy Reid telling you how it is. Vile, racist, anti-democracy buffoon he was. This is the buffooning of the American presidency. This should not be happening. So as a teenager living in New York, I've said it before, this is the reason I never watched The Apprentice. I despised Donald Trump because he, to me, signified the rich white guy in Manhattan that absolutely hated and despised me, that hated and despised my cousins, my friends, everyone we knew. What about the rich black guys in Manhattan? Did Did they love you? Because why? Did they love you and your cousin? Did the rich black guys that you didn't know in Manhattan who were developing real estate and other things, just like Donald Trump, but just a little bit more of an understated way, a less bombastic way, did they love you and your cousin's joy? Did they love you? 
that, that, that called us wilding yeah. just because we were in the park, that said we can't be free to walk around in the street, that said... When now, now, here's the thing about this. Wilding uh, is, is a thing, first of all, from what I've always known, and I learned the phrase from black New Yorkers, but I have only ever known it, only ever heard it used to describe unruly behavior, no matter what color the person who was wild and was. I mean, th this is all news to me, but of course, Joy just personalizing it. This gravity well of a person, Joy Reid, who is essentially saying, here, listen. When Patrick Dorisman got killed by an off-duty police officer, he's no choir boy. And he was literal. I mean, was no altar boy. He was literally an altar boy. Giuliani said that. And so people like Giuliani and people like Trump persecuted black and brown I, I have, people in New I, York. It's what they did for fun. They, it's what they did for pleasure. They did it for fun. For uh, Donald Trump persecuted black people for fun, for pleasure in New York City. They enjoyed it. They enjoyed lording over people who had nothing, who had no million-dollar lawyers, who couldn't change lawyers at the drop of a hat. Yeah, he, they, they hated them so much that they employed them. Well, Giuliani, I mean, Giuliani, I don't know how many jobs he created, but Donald Trump created tens of thousands of jobs. God, he hated those people that he employed. A different hip-hop lawyer the next day when they were tired of one who couldn't go out and make their case on, you know, Fox or on Newsmax, who had nothing, and who Donald Trump... Again, now we are a minute and ten into this. She has not talked at all about the legitimacy of the charges. Because the legitimacy of the charges is secondary to her unresolved angst. Here... And here are all the projected reasons that I that that why this is such a great thing. This mug shop, great thing. This thing, that's it. She's essentially saying that the legitimacy of the charges is secondary to whatever kind of bullshit she's got holed up inside of her. Donald Trump looks like people that I don't like because I feel like they don't like me either. Rudy Giuliani was a big reason why the city became safe to raise a family in again for a little while. Correctly described indecent public behavior. Uh, I, I mean, once, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, I, I just don't, I don't even understand. I don't even understand. Remind you all that Joe, the racial jungle Biden, is the guy everyone calls president right now. He was inaugurated right now the guy who used phrases like racial jungle when talking about the, uh, school integration man i mean and, and joy she usually has the worst array of wigs and weaves out there in the business but there's something very freudian about her wearing a donald trump hairpiece on this particular broadcast is it not look at this there's something particularly freudian about this it's just so pathetic anyway that was the initial that was the initial gasp of orgasmic relief. But it was just, as I said, a weak, dribbling orgasm because then they just did not like what was happening. Well, here, here's another one from the other freak, uh, Joe uh, Scarborough. The host of Morning Joe on MSNBC gossiped like children about this is from Trending Politics. Upon arrival, let's see, they're gossiping about his appearance. 
There was a very sobering moment, Joe Scarborough said, one of the few moments of levity provided by Donald Trump's staff, self-reported weight and height. I've stood next to him many times. I'm about 6'4". Maybe he's 6'1". Maybe he's 6'1 and a half. 6'2". Keep going, Joe. He's a good bit shorter, but his uh, staff reported that he's 6'3 and ended up fighting weight, uh, ended up a fighting weight of 215. That would be like if my staff reported me, uh, reported me, described Joe Scarborough's appearance. He would look like a lot, lot like Robert Redford in 1974. Yeah, wildly, wildly off. So I'm not going to tell you where the over-under is on Donald Trump's weight, but I'm a good 70 or 80 pounds higher than what that staff... Re- this guy, well, listen, you, you marry me, uh, Mika Brzezinski. What do you think your life is going to be? What do you think your life is going to be? That fucking doofus. Looks like one of the characters on Fraggle Rock. Married Satan's daughter. And, uh, and there you go. That's how you can get away with uh, murder. Anywho, uh, that was what the real mongrels of the world were saying. And then when it came to people who were just everyday people... This is a little something. Now, there's some cursing in this video, but I want to play it for you, okay? Because the people who don't have to go out there in public every day, whether it be online at Whole Foods or in Starbucks or anywhere else and champion the cause or go on their television show and champion one cause or the other for one bougie reason or another, the mugshot is backfiring spectacularly. Uh, especially with the lower middle class people. Here's something that we saw a lot of this week and lots of cursing. So just uh, watch, tell the children to just get out for a little bit. Um, take a listen to this. Here you go. Donald Trump mugshot, bitch. Oh my God. Angry little orange. I ain't even like that with the politics and shit, but boy, this, this shit gangster. Can't lie to you. Look at him. He hot. Then a mother, they let him keep the limited tan and the little lip lines on top of the motherfucking lips. Show you how pissed. In this photo, I know he was thinking, ladies and gentlemen and children, vote for me. I would not put it past him to use this shit in his campaign. I would on my motherfucking mama, bitch. I'm putting this on every flag, every motherfucking sign. I'm kissing babies with this shit. Had it on my lips so it leave a little print on the baby. Like, nah, bro, how gangster is this fucking shit? Real talk, you feel me? An ex-president with a fucking mugshot. And what if he wins? What if he win in 2024? Boy, it's, it's over. Bitch, it's over. You'll never, you won't be able to stop him. You wouldn't be able to stop me. I'm telling you. This shit is fucking crazy. I'm telling you, and you know why it's so crazy? Because we, I know how hard they fought for this to not fucking happen. Millions of dollars was spent so we wouldn't see this, but goddamn, we looking at it. Straight thugged out, man. Y'all done pissed him off. If you let this man become the next president, look at him. I'm telling you, he gonna tee the fuck up on you. So to everybody that don't like Trump, bitch, you, be, you better fix it. Because you can't put your op through this type of shit and think if he get on top, he ain't gonna put that foot in your ass. <laughs> Now, the only thing he's wrong about is is them not wanting this mugshot to get out. Uh, but it looks like some people don't want the mugshot to get out now. And it was a weekend full of videos like that from people who honestly don't pay attention to this usually because they'll come out and say it proudly. I don't usually jump into this kind of a thing, but they don't want it. And they're already in hell. They don't know it. Here's the Atlantic. Here's the Atlantic. He wants you to look at him. Trump's mugshot was supposed to be an exercise in humility. He turned it into a threat by Megan Garber. <laughs> 
they're already in hell. They can't get out of hell. That you think that they were no. This is dude. This is Tool. I always go back to that Tool song, Stink Fist. They think if they can just get wrist deep beyond the borderline, elbow deep, they're gonna find, feel something. They're gonna get that big O. They're not gonna get that big O. They're done. They're they're they're, they're lost. They're gone. Atlantic says, "Don't look at him. Don't look at him." <laughs> Here's another one from Don Serber. Liberals gloated, then reality struck. Let's start the week off uh, right with a nice big, uh, with nice big cup of liberal tears. For eight years, liberals dreamed of seeing Donald Trump in a mugshot. They finally got their wish. They gloated, then reality struck. Liberal Hill, uh, the Hill reported, Representative Jamal Bowman. Bowman shared a video of him laughing at the mugshot report saying, we got you and more to come. Clown, thug, crook, criminal. Shortly afterward, the congressman realized the error. He panicked and tweeted, this mugshot is not what you think it is. It's a jackpot for Trump who will use this image to raise millions of dollars from his cult. And not only that, he's also um, enriched many of the people who support him. He's enriched a lot of people. You know how many people put this on a, I, he has stimulated the economy. You know what, let's hold on, let's bring, let's, I'm just going to bring, uh, I'm just going to bring, I'm going to bring Nino in, and we'll, we'll work this interview backwards, and we'll, we'll get old Nino's story on the back end of this. Nino, are you there? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I'm pulling you right into the middle of this conversation, and then we'll, we'll work this one backwards. So, I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing all the, the Donald Trump mugshot stuff. Are we stuff. live right now? Or oh, yeah, yeah, we're live. Okay. So I'm, hold on, bunch of emergency vehicles. So I'm doing all the Donald Trump mugshots right now, and I'm looking at all of the regrets, the liberal regret of uh, first gloating about the mugshots out there. Here's, you know, Jamal uh, Bowman says, we got you, more to come, and then this mugshot's not what you think. It's a jackpot for Trump who will use this to raise millions of dollars. I want to pose something to you. Tell me that Donald Trump with his mugshot did not enhance and stimulate the economy more than anything Joe Biden has done. <laughs> uh, how many people put that face on a shirt and sold it over the last 36 I'm doing it. <laughs> I can't do it. I'm He's, doing it. <laughs> the whole world economy went up 2%. Because- yeah, 100%. You're right on that. I'm doing it myself, dude. I'm getting shirts made right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is just wonderful. Uh, so, I mean, welcome to the show, by the way. How's everything been? Oh, thank you for having me. Oh, it's great to have you on. I, um, I I've seen you around uh, a lot. I'm so happy to finally have a chance to talk to you and and um, and I want to learn a lot about uh, you, you know where you come from and what's going on there. But especially, I know that you got some really interesting theories about where this is all heading and what we're watching right now. I mean, this past week, the past couple of weeks, we're talking about a world on fire. Literally, we're talking about a president who is, is seems like he's going from state to state just to be arraigned, from state to state, just to be arraigned in each state. Um, how are you seeing things right now, and how you feeling? I feel spectacular about this. I, I'm excited because I know what's coming is the boomerang. Um, so this had to be done to him. You know, Trump has said this in his in his speech before. The seal is broken, meaning that this is what's being done to him will soon be done to them. So this is going to boomerang, and it's going to be epic. So. People got to get ready for this because it is coming. And everything I've, all the interviews I've done, all the people I've talked to, uh, the, the research I've done on my own, all points to 
it's coming back to them. It's going to be a so 107's come on my show and talked many times about the gut punches coming. The gut punches coming. He said that two years ago. What's going to happen now is the counterpunch. So what everything that's being done to Trump is now everything's off the table. So now what can be done to him will be done to them. So it had to happen to him first. So this is, you could say, almost optically. It had to be done to him first in order for when we, when we finally go after these people, there's going to be the, the civil, the civil uh, uproar and the civil unrest will be at a minimum compared to what it would have been if he would have signed the Insurrection Act and just stepped in and went after these people. So now that this is all played out the way it has... It's going to be, there's still going to be people pissed off, no doubt about it. You're still going to have people that are mad and in an uproar, but I'm expecting the counterpunch to come. So there's going to be a counterpunch. Well, I, I mean, I, I think, uh, and it's been a long time since I, I talked to Juan, but I know I know a little bit what, about the, the angle he comes at there, too. My whole issue about that is that we start getting dangerously into the whole area of rapture dates and you know by this time by then what's gonna no, happen i don't i don't make any predictions but but i will say that we are uh, markers have been met that i've been following that have met my personal markers uh and that alone to me is very substantial it's very big so i paid attention to that and there were certain markers i've had private conversations with one sometimes i tell them two or three times a day uh, about what's coming and a lot of the stuff i do not say on my program because I just don't. I don't betray trust. But many of the markers have been met. So the next marker is the counterpunch. And I've been told after the gut punch, the counterpunch comes. So now the time frame on that could be a few months to I, I don't think it's I don't think I don't think it's gonna take longer than November of twenty twenty four. Let's just put it that way. No, it's November 2024. Well, I saw you tweet something because I just went into your timeline. I wanted to see what you've yeah. been saying lately, what you've been doing. And um, I saw you tweet something today that you don't think that this is going to be a, a 2023. What does it mean that you don't think this is going to get out of 2023? What does that mean? Oh, I, I said 2024. I said this won't oh. go to the 2024, right? But, so, so Hopefully I didn't put 2023. I, I messed up if I did. I meant to put 24. I oh. said I don't. there ain't no 2024. In other words... I, I, I firmly believe there's not going to be this election's not making it to 24, dude. Not with everything that's panning out. Well, no you know, way. I'm with you. I, I'm, I'm with you on that one. I've been asking. I've been asking that question to this audience for a very long time. When, uh, when is, when are elections as we know? Those are already gone. Uh, 2020 was when elections as we knew it going away. That's when they. Well, I mean, I mean, is it because they've always been selected? The presidents have always been selected. I, the, what happened with Trump and Hillary was he beat the algorithm. They didn't know that the turnout for him was going to be so massive. She still cheated and lost. So that's a fact. She still cheated and she still lost. The biggest blessing we had is that we beat Hillary. We upset the apple cart and we got four years of grace with Trump. And now, and now we're in the fight. So the greatest thing that could happen was we upset Hillary. With that happening, now we're in the fight. So, we, so this is when... The exposing is happening. We're seeing exactly what's going on. The swamp rats are coming out. We're seeing who's who. People are picking their lanes. And we're watching all of this in real time. And I think it's incredible. Incredible what we're seeing. There, there, is, there, is, something to, um, there is something to that. Um, in 2016, that's what we always thought. That there, that there, we've been thinking about it for so long. The selection of these types of uh, figures, public figures, how the hell could it have been? How could it have been that the 
that the the media itself could have been so confident in her and her winning and then all of a sudden have it be such a embarrassing loss not just they're a, all in on it dude. not even they're a all in on it all these media outlets are in on it we're stepping out of the matrix now we're seeing for what it is we're seeing everything for what it is and that's what's so beautiful about now is that before you can see clearly before you can look at things in a different lens before you could before you could see the matrix from an aerial view you need to come out of it so we've left we've left that shoebox of consciousness and now we're in a greater spectrum of consciousness everyone's looking now and going man you know i was born in 1977 so dude i was you know i had the 70s 80s 90s i was a 90s kid right 80s 90s kid we were vast asleep back then we and we look back and say oh it was a better time you know before cell phones before the internet no 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 we were vast asleep what's happening right now is we, we're being we're getting our asses rocked having no choice but to look at this with a different lens and waking up. The alarm is going off in all of our ears. Now, some people are sleeping right through the alarm going off, but some people are waking up. The first big wake-up to me, well, obviously, is JFK when JFK got assassinated, right? That was the first wave of people waking up like, whoa. Then you had uh, a few other things that could have happened, but the next big wave of people waking up was 9-11. 9-11 woke up a lot of people, including me. That's when I woke up. When I saw those buildings go down, I was like, okay, I've seen this in Las Vegas. I saw buildings go down like that in Las Vegas. And then three, four years later, I started looking into it, and I found out what it was really about. Then the next big wave is 2020. 2020 with the, with the boogeyman pandemic, right? Boom. Now people, you either went back to sleep or you woke up. A lot of people, that was a porthole year to me. To me, that was a, 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 a shift, a dimensional shift for a lot of people. Some people woke up. Some people went back to sleep. It was a defining year. Now everything that's playing out is happening 20 times faster than the year previous. So everything that's happening right now is waking up people fast. It's like it's like warp speed waking people up. Now, we still have sleepwalkers. You see them wearing their face diapers walking around the street still. They'll be doing it come in September, October. You'll, you can visually see now the people who are asleep, the sleepwalkers and the people who are not, and the people that are in between. The people that are vast asleep are the people that are still wearing the face diapers. The people that are awake or almost awake are the ones that not, are, you know, you can visually see it. You can identify people now. It's almost, it's incredible that we are in this time. Dude, we are in the most exciting time to be alive ever. This is it. And I don't look at it as like a doomsday thing. I look at it as almost revelations, but I look at it as Trump will be back. People need to get used to this. He will be back. And we're probably going to go into a much bigger war once he's once he's back in office, and th the dust settles a little bit. We'll probably go into a much bigger war because at that point the globalists will have no choice but to go harder. Well, let me ask you this then, because there's plenty plenty of things I can touch on with that. Um, what do you think is the? You said that in 2016, and I think we all agreed something like this had to have happened. Um, there was a, an overwhelming of the algorithm. Well, 2020, we already saw what they were willing to do. 2024, I, I nothing serious. You don't do that. Yeah, they're going to do it again. Yeah, but nothing serious has, has has happened to change what is what was already in place. And now look at all of the uh, the blocks are trying to show the throw up just to be just to be able to to hinder his advance toward a nomination. So what would you say in your estimation is the golden ticket to actually having Trump best all of the obstacles in his way this time? Because if he even if they lost half, 
if, if the Democrats or whatever that party that the or that side of the organization lost half of what they said was their actual to- 81 million votes I don't care what the hell the, the paper they stacked was let's say half of the people that actually voted for Joe Biden the entity is uh, they leave to go to Donald Trump now all they have to do is dial up those people plus 7,000 more so what's changed what do you think nothing's changed i agree there's no way to win 24 that's why it has to happen before and i think certain events certain events will transpire that i believe will shift certain events are going to happen that i believe and it's not going to look like trump is making a move okay so that's not what it's going to look like i think there may be and i have to say this like this there may be a counterpunch arrest on someone in the deep state that that makes them go whoa wait a minute everyone step back everyone steps back and then they're going to know what time it is because everything that's being done to him the boomerang is going to happen now i can't predict a month or day obviously but i believe this is what's going to transpire next and i do believe at some point they're going to reinforce the boogeyman and i'm not going to say that on fluff tube on youtube but we know what that is you know the, when i say the boogeyman on my show that means the the, the, what happened in 2020 the big yeah. scary event um they're probably going to push that again people are going to resist that um that's going to be one of the moves they make another move is going to be probably some kind of nuclear standoff some kind of cuban missile style crisis that juan talks about i th- i see that coming they're in cuba's backyard right they're in cuba right now they're in cuba they're they're china's there Russia setting up a base. I mean, this is happening. I believe there's going to be some kind of event. Now, what it is, not sure. But we can't... I really believe this is going to happen. I think there's going to be events that play out before November of 24 that the military somehow has to make a move. And then... And then, and then that comes first. And then they'll look back on everything that's happened and probably reinstate Trump. I, I, I see some big events coming down the pipeline wow. i really do now i can't predict what they're going to be it could be anyone's guess and it's probably going to be moves that the black hats make first see that whole idea the idea of trump being recruited by white hats was always a very romantic idea for me at least at first he was a protege of nixon he's a nixon 2.0 well i mean i he was i not could recruit he was invited he was invited to run i could you I, gotta think of it think of it like this frank yeah quite frankly <laughs> think of it quite frankly this man, this man, to get up out of his luxurious lifestyle and take on the deep state and antagonize them and taunt them, you would be fucking insane. Unless you knew you had bigger guns backing you up. Me, for one, I would not take on the world elite superpowers and the global elite and put my family at risk, especially a man like this who's very, very sensible. Uh, 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 he's very calculated, a billionaire businessman. Do you really think he's going to just say, come on, let's go, all of you, let's do it? He's still talking shit about them, even after being arraigned, what, four times? He's still taunting them because he knows, he understands. He has the bigger guns behind him and that the boomerang's coming. I'm telling dude, this guy's not crazy. He's crazy like a fox. He's bringing them in. We're sucking them in to the canyon where they're going to have open fire on them from the top. That's what I see coming. Well, it's going to be unavoidable. I mean, that's something that uh, it's either we're going to see it or we're not going to see it. Personally, right. I, I, right. I I always I always hope for the big fireworks. I really do. Me but, too. But um, but you know the whole the whole 
the whole thing, it was a romantic idea about the um, the recruitment or the inviting in for a while. I can get behind it at least the first couple of years because we didn't know what was going to be happening. But at this point, I find it a lot. I find it a lot more reasonable that uh, Trump is at odds with the norms of the system enough to invoke yeah. to invoke its wrath. I because I, I, honestly, it's at odds enough because there are other things that he's he's been he, he's been pretty lackluster with too. And that he is, uh, and that he, Trump personally, I think that he uh, he's built to withstand the abuse in ways that most targets are not, which has, uh, I think, given people a little bit more to relate to over the years. But I don't know how much I, I, I buy into the, the operation that's being run right now, to be honest. I'll tell you this, coming from a fighter's perspective, and uh, I, you know, I was an undefeated heavyweight champion, and I fought the best. And... Um, there was times I got in there with some really strong guys, really beasts. I mean, I'm talking about knuckle draggers that could crack, you know, thoroughbreds. And sometimes, you know, you got to take some and then and, and move and, 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 and you got to roll and, and catch the shots and catch the shots and catch the shots and get the guy tired and get his confidence up to where he starts making really stupid mistakes because he's so overconfident. He's just trying to put you out. And then that's when you... That's it. You come alive in that instant, and you knock the guy out. That's what Trump's doing. This is almost like the rope-a-dope. I see it so plainly, so obvious. And these people cannot help themselves because they're so evil and so arrogant that they just keep coming forward like a bull and a matador. And what I'm watching from Trump is a brilliant chessman. I'm watching this because I know boxing. I'm, I'm watching this because I know fighting. I'm watching this because I know strategy. And I'm watching this, and I'm just watching the brilliance of this. And I'm telling you, look, if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. We all lose, right? I mean, we all lose. But if I'm right, which I feel I'm right, this is going to be epic. Well, let me ask you this, because I was bringing up the – I was listening to that one kid uh, talking about the mugshot. There's so many videos like that on the on the internet over the last couple of days. People just looking at the mugshot and saying, "Holy, holy shit!" Well, oh, you know that they were fighting tooth and nail for this thing not to get out, which obviously is not the case. They thought it would actually be a good part of the package deal of going through what they're doing right now to have the mugshot out there, and then they realize How many, just, there's only one mugshot. Right? There's only one, but that's the whole yeah. thing. You're talking about the whole the the, the rope dope, and these people are are that are working against all of us and doing this in front of us, the ones who told us that election night has to be election month, the ones who told us that everything we knew about our traditions and norms here are gone. So that's why I always said, hey, listen, they've already destroyed election night. Why Why not just postpone an election altogether? Why not say that this whole thing ha- cannot go on or whatever the hell? Um, but, you know, this that's was all... we need to clean up the whole entire system, my friend. Well, I think the, the, cleanup, the, the cleanup is just a... Uh, a a fire washing. I mean, there is just nothing. There's nothing that could be rehabbed. Nothing about it. That's why when nothing, I hear it's all captured, man. It's all garbage. No, it's 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 it's, it's bunk. It really is. Yeah. It's shit. That's why I say on the on a local on a local instance, that's the the best shot we really have. Everybody is starting to learn a little bit more about their sheriffs, which I love. They're starting to learn a little bit more about what their uh, county executives are all about and their governors, and that is that is how you uh, you reinvigorate anything that we had here culturally. But you know, it does go to show. To your point, they have no bad, no good options left. 
this is all they had these indictments the mugshots all of this stuff they had this and they know it's not good they know that everything that they've thrown at him from impeachment to everything else has only made his ratings and approvals go up so uh it's not necessarily a good thing but it's the only thing they have and that should tell you something about the desperation of the system no doubt about it until someone gets arrested but and when that happens that's gonna that's gonna really frazzle them now on on what level you said that you said that there would be a counter. I think I think there's going to be now. I'm not going to make predictions on who or when or, or or anything like that. But I think it's coming, dude. I think that's going to be the counterpunch because everything that's happening to him, the reason he's taking it is because the seal is broken now, and they can go after all of them because they just went after a former president, a president. Now they can go out now. The public's going to just shrug their shoulders when other people start getting arrested. They're not going to be like, Trump's a tyrant. He's a tyrannical dictator. That's not going to happen anymore because they did it to him. No, the pro- very important move. They did it That's first. A very important move. The other thing is that huh? they did it first. Now exactly. they they made the move first. Now if now if he does something, they say he's just it's exacting, not going to be him. Exacting, it's not going to be him. So okay, it's so, going to be military. It would have it would have to be military that steps in. Now on so what, what level? The theory I'm proposing here is that. Trump has the, ep, the the highest strata of the military behind him. That's the theory I'm proposing here, and that's the only thing that makes sense to me. So that's where I agree with Juan on this. And this is where I go, hmm, mate, this is the only thing that makes sense to me. That's the only reason he has balls the size of coconuts is because he knows what he has behind him. He knows the guns that he has behind him. And I've had some conversations to where how, how this could work out. Remember, when he shut down Cheyenne Mountain, that was everyone Everyone with that letter in the alphabet clearance behind there. Okay, so when he shut down Cheyenne Mountain, some kind of event needs to take place that all control shifts to Cheyenne. Okay, from SES, Bush-controlled SES to Cheyenne. So this is a very important event. Whenever this event happens or transpires, control will go to Cheyenne Mountain. So if you look at October, they're already talking about emergency alert system being enacted. Have you seen this? Uh, no. Okay, so they're talking about they're going to do a national test, I don't know, October 2nd through the 4th or something like that. So there's something going on. I talked to Juanito about this. I said, do you know anything about this? He goes, of course I do. I'll talk to you about it. I haven't talked to him about it yet, so I'll have more details on that. But they're already, I believe, dude, what's going to transpire is going to be some kind of event that that will, the shift will go to Cheyenne Mountain. Now, now, when what you say event? when you I say Cheyenne know. Mountain, what what is that? A uh, code name for a a, 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 a military installment? installation in the mountain, Cheyenne Mountain. It's what Trump shut down before he left office because we were under attack. A stolen election is the same as a nuclear attack. So if he had the power to do that, plus you got to look at all his his executive orders that he put into place before he even did that. So, in order to do that, and then depend on some kind of, it's it's by saying that hey. Shutting this down, we are under attack, is like basically saying it's a nuclear attack. They look at it the same way. Does that make sense to you? I'm I'm, I'm following along. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so so according to now, now here I'll quote: according to Juanito, according to Juan, this is when it gets tricky. This is there's there's going to be some kind of event that could take place that shifts the command from SES to Cheyenne. That's about as far as I know. This that's the extent I know. I'm telling everybody. I'm being very, very, very transparent. 
Uh, does that make sense to you? I, I'm, I'm, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm actually while you're talking about this, I'm looking into. Uh, oh, I thought you were like, do it, like. No, no, I'm looking into. Days and all that, whatever, dude. No, no, I'm looking into Cheyenne Mountain over here. Um, I just wanted to see the. Um, it's in Colorado, right? Or where is it in? Uh, yeah, I found the. We are the the mighty. Where is Cheyenne Mountain? The Cheyenne, it's Colorado, or is it in? Uh, it says uh, says Colorado. Where Colorado? The hell is it? Is it Colorado? Where the hell is it? Damn it! I think I'm it looking. Is. I could be wrong. Have your audience. I'm reading of. Why don't they say anything about it? Anyway, it doesn't say anything about it. You really also got to look down. at his, his, uh, his, uh, you got to really pay attention to what he says in his, his rallies, his, his speeches, what he's, you know, his executive orders he put into place because it all is panning out. I mean, everything. I mean, I, I, I mean, if you really pay attention to what he says in his speeches, you know, public executions, um, he's letting them know it's not for us, basically. It's not for us. He's talking to them. It's a shot against them. They're talking to each other. It's you know, Derek Johnson's right about the about the military comms. It is Colorado, by the way. Okay, okay. It is Colorado, but my my whole thing here is I. Th this article is from pretty much, it's December twenty eighth of twenty twenty two, talking about why Cheyenne Mountain is one of the most secure bases in the world. You're saying that it was shut down by Trump like locked up a certain security levels allowed in there now you could talk to more detail about this with juanito he'll know a lot more than i will on this i'm i'm phrasing juanito here okay so is, yes is Juan your main source on a lot of this stuff no 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 um i talked to a lot of people i talked to one guy i cannot say his name is he's the ghost i talked to scott bennett i talked to uh you know i talked a lot with michael jaco i talked to with juanito juano saving i talked to uh Jan Halper I talked to there's a lot of people this is this is me okay putting the pieces of the puzzle together for myself this is after all these are thousands of interviews that I've done tons of research that and, and the people need to take it like this I'm not I, I could I could absolutely be wrong this is my opinion okay so I'm not saying that oh, this is it 100% this is me stating from my research and my interviews that I've done extensively with these people, what I've gathered. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Okay, absolutely. so I'm not coming out here saying, no, I'm behind the firewall and I'm at a meeting with Trump and it's like this. Not at all. I'm not saying that. This is all hypothetical. This is a, my theory that I've gotten from all the extensive re research and interviews that I've done. So I could be wrong. I'm not saying I'm right. This is just my thoughts of what's, what's going to happen. Does that make sense? It does. Like, quite it does. frankly. No, it does. And, you know, and I, I, I don't want to come on here like a know-it-all. No, no, not at all. Listen, I, I'm just actually, I, I wish my buddy Matt were here because I get text messages all the time from my friend Matt who usually hangs out with me on Friday nights about this stuff here. Too. Now, he, he gets a little bit, he goes a little bit overboard with it on purpose talking about how, you know, at the end of, uh, at the end of August, Trump is going to be installed president again. No, and, it's not gonna, yeah. It's not going to be like that. The way I understand it, it'll be military first, so it doesn't look like Trump. But this is important. This is a huge but. He cannot own the financial collapse, the financial crisis that's coming, which we're basically in the middle of it right now. But the big shebang, when that happens, he cannot be in the picture at all, from my understanding. You know, there's one thing that I, I always talk about with um, with people, and that is the... You know, I've had I had a couple of people reach out to me. I'm just I'm shifting over to culture now, 
because of course all this other stuff we're i mean as time goes on i'm going to i i'd, I'd love to catch on catch some uh, some drifts of what's what's happening and and man oh man uh, i would love to wake up one morning and just have it be full on hey you know it's the apocalypse at this point, oh, you know, yeah, I, why not? I, feel, <laughs> I know, right? I feel like it's all—it's like a all wretch, no vomit at this point. So let's just let's just go for it and have a big reveal and like just rip the bandaid off, tear the curtain down, no doubt. I'm so I'm, I, I'm always on with that, and it's been a long time since I've I've talked to somebody um, that comes from your your perspective of things that are going on behind the scenes. Because as of now, I I just look at the the, the federal government and all of its agencies as a lost Mordor kind of a kind of an entity that has really uh, that has barely any kind of beating heart left inside of it let alone enough of a beating heart to have something like this brewing in its bowels but um but hey i'll 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 keep my my hopes at least alive for that as far as culture goes this is keep a bigger your hopes thing alive keep your hopes alive I, I believe the best years of america are coming well that's what gets into my next part and that is the culture that's something that someone like you me a lot of the people in this audience we're all really a part of is this this whole kind of cultural revival trying to germinate the seeds of something that can really take root again and that is where you know i've had plenty of people get in touch with me i'm sure same thing with you about figures the musical figures like oliver anthony recently uh putting out these things that are really resonating with people the kind of buzz that oliver the 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 richmond the ginger yeah yeah, yeah, love that. Yeah, no, I mean, listen, it's that that's he's creating he that was history. I mean, that, there's no way to slice it. He's he's a uh he's a very very well off as a well-established guy now just in the last couple of weeks alone. But it's only yeah. that's because there was a chord that was struck with people. And I you know, somebody got in touch with me and I want to hear your opinion on this. They said, "Frank, what do you do you think that this this uh, uh Rich Man North of Richmond song, do you think that that's going to have a an opportunity that's going to help Trump or anybody win the election. I said no. You, I said you have to. You, you got to stop thinking about the elections. The what we know about elections, they're destroyed. They've probably been destroyed far before this tradition of being able to go out there and play our part in elections was taken away from us in 2020. But the one thing that is very real that you have to remember is that no matter how many hundreds of millions of votes one side can stack up in, in a warehouse and say, this is who voted for us, all they have is paper, but we have beating hearts. We've got real things that are going on right now. Talk, talk a little bit about spiritual revival that you're seeing, that, uh, because I think that's the most important okay. thing. Well, like I was going to say, that's the heartbeat of America, that song. I mean, everyone resonated with it. You know, it's the pulse of America because everyone feels that way. Everybody. And, it, you know, this is a, you know, we've had a shift in consciousness. The paradigm has shifted. And I believe that that's where we're at now, a new consciousness. And that's why the old guard cannot last in this new consciousness. We're tired. We're fed up. They're not going to win. They're not going to win. That's why they're in such a hurry to push forward this digital currency. And I think the trick is is to beat them before they, they get to there. So I think, you know, that song Richmond over uh, Richmond, to me, just – we were already feeling that way. It is the great awakening. People are now realizing like, man, we are in trouble and we're tired of this. We're tired of these politicians. They see everything that's on the internet. Everyone knows big Mike, everyone, everyone's, everyone's on board, bro. Everyone's tired. Everyone's tired. At least the smart people. I would say we've hit that 80% threshold. I will say that, but there's still sleepwalkers. You know, there's still people that are 
just complacent and they don't want to know anything. And those are lost forever. I also think the people that took the clot shot, they're in trouble too. You know, I think that they're, they're gonna. That's gonna be devastating for a lot of people, um, unfortunately. Um, but I think we have rip, we have broken through that barrier of consciousness to where we are now in the warp warp speed process of the great awakening. I think it's going to be happening a lot faster now. I think more people are going to just be waking up. That alarm is going off, dude. And if people aren't awake by now, dude, I don't even associate with those people. I'll be honest with you. I don't even get around those people. I want pe- I only associate with people that are awake in my program, which means I have no friends now, by the way. <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've lost a lot of friends. And I, I look at that as casualties of war. I look at it as casualties of war because we are in a fifth-generation warfare going into sixth generation, and we are in it now, and we are all soldiers of this war, whether digitally like yourself and myself or just trying to wake people up in your family. There's been a big divide, and and some people are not awake, and some people very much are awake, and uh, we are in that right now. This is trench warfare of the fifth generation. Yeah, the I think that I think it was the authenticity. It's it's authentic messages are starting to resonate with people now, where it wasn't ten years ago. Ten years ago, a good message, a good a good song, like for you know, bring up Oliver Anthony again, just as an example, a song like that at a time right now, you see when that that chord is struck, how many people vibe back. It is a it's it's a signal that people are 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 paying attention and they are feeling it. And well, look, look look at the look at it. Five, you said ten years ago, it yeah. was all superficial low substance materialistic stuff gucci this gucci that 10 years ago dude that was they were rapping about materialistic crap superficial crap low vibrational energy it was all third dimensional materialistic crap now people are they're gravitating to songs that strike a chord and really mean something because we all know america's in trouble we all know it oh the world yeah the world the world right. the yeah. world this is just the American front, and I th- I think that's yeah. what is so uh, I think that's what is so so dire right now. You know, you you said you said something that I'm I'm sure a lot of people um, vibe with, and that is feeling like you've uh, you've shed quite a few friends of the past and people that were you were close with. I mean, there there's just in invisible wedges that have been driven between everybody even even if you never had a falling out with somebody there's something energetically that just tells you i don't think we're friends anymore for one reason or yeah. another just sometimes things feel like they've been deaded on our behalf um as far as you as you as a fighter coming up in the fight game i always assumed and now that we see what's going on with dana white and the rest of the uh the ufc they're very very vocal over there and they um especially the mma guys they really affirm what a lot uh, a lot of my assumptions about how people that are in that kind of business especially the fighters would naturally be drawn toward political independence and they wouldn't be the socialistic types that much uh from from your experience is that uh is that something that you would say is true and 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 uh i guess answer that first yes very true um but someone like jake paul as big as a clown as people want to say he is He's breaking through the barrier of this independence. So what he's doing is showing that he's showing both sports, actually, that um, 
that the people decide who they're going to pay for. And then that per- so basically we all know the people in the UFC make no money. They make they make garbage. They make trash money. I mean, really it's sad. Dana could be paying them so much more money. They're not making dick. Jake Paul is actually he's found a way to manipulate the system to where he can self promote and cherry pick guys out of the MMA to come into boxing. And yeah, he destroys them, knocks them out because they're strikers. They're not boxers. They're strikers. A big difference. And he's destroying these guys in the boxing ring, but they're getting the biggest paydays of their lives. So of course they're going to leave the MMA to go to boxing. This is big because he's proving that with YouTube and with social media, you can do just about anything you want to do if you have the balls to do it. And that's why I respect the kid. As much as I say from a on a great from a, on a report card from a an A to an F, he's a D fighter at best. D fighter. But what he's doing is genius, and he's giving these guys a way to make money. So they'd be crazy not to step out of the MMA and fight him. They have a chance to beat him, first of all. Second, they're going to make the biggest payday ever. So he's really changing the sport, and that, that's why I wanted to bring him up when you, when you mentioned this. Because we've got to look at people like that who are that's, that's evolving the sport, that's, that's tweaking out the sport. The wild card that people weren't – when I was fighting, promoters controlled everything, and they mainly controlled both fighters in every fight. Okay, if you're going to fight on a card, you're probably going to be signed with that promoter, that promoter, and you're going to fight one of his promote one of his fighters. And whoever wins, he doesn't give a shit who wins or not, because he's going to have them in the next fight. He owns both horses in the race. You know, boxing promoters are the dirtiest, but it's a business, and they're not going to let someone just walk in, beat their fighter, and leave freely. No way, they're going to sign them before they even they even fight. Dana White owns monopolizes the sport. And he'll decide what he's going to pay these guys. So for someone like Jake Paul to come out of nowhere and start trashing his sport and shining a light on it, it was bound to happen. It was bound to happen. So I think we're in a very interesting dynamic right now with the sport, with the fight game. As long, everything right now, all paradigms are shifting, political, socially, the fight game, everything. I mean, all, all paradigms are crashing right now, dude. It's an epic time to be alive. It's amazing. What, talk, talk about a little bit more specifically the political side of the fight game, because like I said before, in 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 uh, in UFC, I feel like every other every other month we're getting a a big a, a big really red pilled rant from one fighter or another about what's going on here and there, um, rejecting all of this kind of political correctness. Uh, that that's more of the political independence I was talking about when I said that. Okay. So I was wondering because you said, you know, it's so you know you're, you're counting all your friends on however many fingers yeah. one time, but you know how many how many of your friends from even from the old days are they seeing the world that you are or are a little are some of them? Okay, so some people do right. Like I've always said, fighters will be the first to really come out and 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 end this political this PC movement. It will become from fighters. I I really believe that. And I think it's happening now. Most people I know um, b- do believe in, our, in what we talk about. That's why we have great viewership. People watch our shows more so than mainstream media because they believe and think the same way we do, but they're just too scared to say anything because they might lose their job. They might lose a family member. They might, you know, their, their girlfriend or their boyfriend has parents that don't believe in the, what they believe, and they're scared to say anything. The, you know, they don't have a backbone. or they're, You know, I don't want to say that, but maybe they don't. They're in fear of losing something. And 
people like you and people like me that we are not i'm not scared of what bring it you know what i mean bring it i'll say what i need to say no one's gonna no one's gonna ever say what i can and cannot say that's my damn right as an american i'll always say what i want to say so that's why they watch us and sometimes people shy away from people like us because they don't want to be associated because they may it may it may affect them in some way whether monetarily uh you know financially or or relationship wise or family wise whatever whatever the reasons are a lot of people are scared right now to say something even though they believe the same stuff we do does that make sense yes Absolutely. And I know that's why some a lot of people stay quiet and, and live vicariously through somebody else's opinion. But uh, there is that need for companionship, friendship, that does start taking precedent over other things. And that's why I was wondering if anybody at least uh, reaches out in, in private and says, hey, you know, let's just, you know, don't let, don't let anybody know that we're, you know, I'm talking this way, but you're speaking All truth. All the and time. Me and the guys really love what you're saying. You get a lot of that? Yes, I got celebrities, dude, that I know in Hollywood that are telling me, man, I, I agree with you. I, I mean, I'm telling you big ones, too. And that blows my mind because they're just so scared to say anything. It's it's like, really, they'll lose their damn job out there in Hollywood. Mm. The liberals out there, they, they're controlling the whole everything. That's why it's so important for movies like Sound of Freedom to do what it did, to show that, you know, a, a, a movie studios like Angel's Studios could do something so big and use social media to do it. That's why all these trailblazers like Angel Studios, Jake Paul in the fight game, everyone's starting to make their own road and people are going to start following because the old industries are dead. They're dying. They're dying on the vine. And we are in the cusp of that right now. Oh, yeah. I, I, I think that was the funniest and the most inspiring thing about all of the media that came out around the time that um, around around Fourth of July when when the Sound of Freedom was premiering worldwide is the only real thing as it was beating all the big releases at the time. Indiana Jones had just tanked. Something else came that came out it had just tanked. And all of a sudden, here's this this tiny little release that was largely crowdfunded years ago, but was held up in process in Disney for a while and blah, blah, blah. And and all they kept commenting on was some obs obscure title from a small little place, as if that is should always be a disqualifier, that a, an obscure production house somewhere with a smaller budget than most summer blockbusters could ever produce something worth watching. You know, and, and the fact yeah. that that was the only swing, the only swipe that they could take, it was so inspiring to me because it was so feeble. It was so weak. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. And I watched the whole process from behind the scenes. Um, I watched it since its conception, and I saw it get put on the shelf. Um, you know, and I and I got to tell you, man, it's an absolute miracle to watch this thing take off the way it did. I mean, that was a hand of God moment for sure. Mm. Did you ever? Did you ever uh, get any uh, time to interview Caviezel yourself? I'm best friends with him. He's like my brother. Oh, jeez. Well, that's great. Yeah, I talk to him every day. Wow. I haven't talked to him in the last three weeks. He's kind of MIA, but but uh, but he uh, he's uh, I've known him for 20 years, and and he's like a brother to me. Wow. Have you, so have you ever been able to have any like you know behind the scenes talks about things like uh, that's going on with the the new Passion movie? 
Yeah, but I can't say anything about it, dude. I want to know so much about the new Passion the, movies, the Resurrection. Oh yeah, I want to know. I want to know yeah. all about the rest. I have no place to speak on that. I, I'll get in trouble. Oh, I know. I, can't say I know. But you know, if you ever, you ever, you ever, you ever yeah. feel weak one night, you just <laughs> <laughs> damn. That's yeah, great, dude. Maybe. I mean, I, I, I really, and I still don't even. There's, there's, there's a lot of moving parts to it and uh, drama going on, and I can't. I can't speak on it. You know, you, you are. Know, they have to get through this Sound of Freedom movie first, and and uh, and then that's all I can say. Are, is it still in in some theaters? I know that that's very late for something. That... Yeah, I, I think it is. I think it's going international. I think they're moving it all over the, the the globe now. So I think that's the next move for them. But like I said, I haven't talked to Jim, and like it, it's really weird, man, because I haven't talked to him in like three weeks and he's gone MIA but you know he let his his agent let me know that hey don't take it personal um he'll be reaching out at a later time he's he kind of does he does this quite often he does this whenever the heat gets turned up on him well the heat's getting turned up I mean you 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 think about what's going on right now all over the world and we are just knocking on the door of quarter four of this year it's going to be um they're going to try to pull us all, every last one of us into this this tug of war match next year, man. Yeah. It's I think I think dude after September, you know, I I'm going to I'm going to bet it's going to get pretty pretty uh, pretty crazy, I think. Let me Now ask- folks, that's a guess. It's a guess. It's a guess. Well, it's a good guess to make. 2024 yeah. sounds looks like it's going to be ter- every every uh I have not talked to one astrologer who said that there is going anything good in the cards for 2024. So yeah, Dang it. I know. Go. Let's get this over with. Exactly. Rip it down. Let's get it over with. I'm tired of this shit, and I'm sure you are too. I am. I am. Like I said, it's all wretch, no vomit. I'd, I'd rather just get it all up. Um, I have a, I have two questions from the audience from you. Uh, one okay. is from M. Petrus, and then I know uh, we're, we're pressed for time, but we're getting up on the end here. M. Petrus says... The global elite love a populace that consumes pharmaceuticals, drugs, weed, booze, mindless entertainment, chemically loaded pr- processed foods, etc. It keeps people weaker and all that, and easier to manip- manip- manipulate. Can you please ask Nino, how has giving up the poison, the booze, cleared up his thought process, and how is he living life now? Incredibly. I mean, I'm looking at the world from an aerial view with binoculars. It's unbelievable. I suggest anybody quit their vices, especially right now as we are making this paradigm shift. This is the time to sacrifice and give up uh, anything that may be slowing you down like barnacles on a boat. You know, they say crows are some of the biggest adversaries or enemies of the eagle because they peck on their back when they're flying. And the way the eagle gets the crows off them is flying higher. And it suffocates the crows and the crows fall off. That's what I've heard. Don't know if that's true, but it sounds damn good to me. And I can only tell people that with my experience since I quit alcohol, yeah, it's not easy. I, I hit a lot of roadblocks. I had to clear some obstacles, a lot of hurdles. But my life has improved 1,000%. Now, I used to live off impulse. I used to live off promis- being promiscuous, cocaine, whatever, man. I was having sex with a different girl every night. I mean, it was insane. I mean, bing, bang, bing, bang, bing, and high, high highs, low lows, high highs. Like a ping pong, like a ping pong game. When I quit drinking, all of a sudden it went from bing, 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 bing to this. Now I'm coasting, and then I start elevating like this. And so it's not going to be easy, and sometimes God will test you. They will test you right when you get sober. 
and you'll have some trials and tribulations in the beginning or in the middle of it. Let's say you're 60 days in, something will test you to where you need to go, you'll want to go drink or you'll want to hit that eight ball cocaine or you'll want to, whatever your vice is, I'm not judging anybody. Stay strong. Stay strong. Stay with it. Stay on the path. You'll get through it and then it gets easier. And then you may have another one, another hurdle or obstacle you have to jump. Don't fall into the pit of hell. Keep going. Remember what they say, when you're going through hell, you keep going. I promise anybody that wants to give up a vice, it's well worth it. You'll you'll love yourself in two to three, five years from now. Give it a shot. You're strong enough to do this. If I can do it, anybody can do it. I promise you. I was the biggest fuck up on this earth. If I can do this, you can do it. You just got to believe in a higher power and you got to go for it. You know, uh, to dovetail on that, it was maybe about a month ago, and we were checking out one of the the interviews that RFK Jr. had given about about mental health in America. And that's the one thing I could tip my cap to him about is that he, on his tour around the country, representing him himself on his campaign, has been about the national security state, but also about health initiatives not only just big pharma but the way that people that you know physical fitness about um about uh, ssri drugs the things that we are doing to ourselves and he was saying if we you know it, it, it's so true if we are not taking care of our head and if we are not getting ourselves off of these substances whether they're prescribed or otherwise because a lot of times they are prescribed and all of a sudden it just becomes a crutch and if we don't take care of that, then we can't take care of the border. There's no, nothing to take care. I mean, this is really the fight of our lives. If, we, if there was this purification going on, if we were, if we were cleaning out our closets and, and getting ourselves right and ascending, like, you're, like what you're describing, I mean, that is the entirety of the fight. A people like that on the rise it, they can't be stopped because with all of that comes the confidence and the the foundation to say no to what we know is wrong but you finally have the strength to stay away from it and um i can only hope that i can only hope that we can we can we can go through that uh, purification i think there's a cleansing happening and there's a there's a purge happening with society within society I've heard that from a source, uh, I think it was Christy Hutchinson that told me this, that does a lot of stuff on the border, that fentanyl deaths this year, now don't quote me on this, I did not check the numbers, I was just heard, I just this is what was told to me, is already past 170,000 this year and growing. And, and I know that in 2021 from a friend that was a doctor who had a, uh, a recovery clinic, he told me it was way past 100,000 in 2021. So we're already almost doubling that this year in 2023. So. Um, I believe there's some kind of spiritual purge happening and a lot of the people that are still, you know, dependent on these type of drugs, they get something bad, they get something laced and, and that's what's taking people out. And so I think more now than ever, this is your time to quit folks. If I, like I said, if I, and I was dependent on sleeping pills, I couldn't sleep. Fuck. If I got off a sleeping pill, I wouldn't sleep for three days, but just sweat it out, tough it out. You can do this. Be strong. Even if you have no one to keep you strong, you can do this. you got to just believe in God. You can do it yourself. You don't need to go to any kind of group therapy or anything like that. You can quit cold turkey. I did it. And go for it. And um, it's all about you making the decision and sticking with it. And I would just, uh, and like I said, use me an example. Uh, go to my Twitter, Nino Boxer. I, I often post on there. 
about my sobriety and, and um, my journey with sobriety. And I, I tell when I'm weak, I talk about when I'm weak, when I feel strong, when I feel, when I feel like king of the hill, when I feel like I'm down in the trenches. You know, let's do this together. We're going to have to. We really are. And, you know, Nino, this has been a great I, – I really hope you come back on the show sometime now that we've uh, – Anytime, brother. Now that You're we've great. gotten to know each other a little bit, we can talk about whatever. And I, I, I see, I wanted to do this in reverse. Everything that we talked about at the end there, the fight game, what's going on with you, you know, clean living, all that stuff, and then get around to our theories so it wasn't so top-heavy. That uh, is good, though. But it's whatever. <laughs> we just had to go with it. I was I – was, I was – this, there's just so much. I feel it's like a, it's a party environment, even though the party is a very serious one. Like you said before, um, I, it, it's uh, it's nerve wracking what's going on out there. But hell, it, it's really also a thrill. Absolutely, and and I think we're living the most exciting time. If you're weak, if you're weak, you'll fail. But if you're strong, or you, or or if you're if you want, it's like working out, man. You got to keep doing it. You got to keep going. It's pain, the pain threshold. You got to get through that pain threshold to get stronger. And we're going through growing pains right now. To be a stronger, to be a stronger country, to be a stronger people, it's the evolution process of becoming stronger. So we're going through the pain right now to be better as a species. And I think that's what we're in right now. And I think we're going to graduate. Sooner than later. All right, my man. Well, listen, anytime. Uh, do you have anything you want to plug? What, what time are your show? When and where your show? And uh, let everybody know where they can find you. Yeah, Nino's Corner on YouTube. I'm there every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and I post interviews occasionally. Well, quite often, actually. On Nino's Corner on YouTube. I also man The Drop with Nino on YouTube. Uh, also, Nino's TV. Everything is basically Nino's Corner. You can find me Nino's Corner on Telegram, Getter. Uh, although there's a lot of people that are scammers you know posing as me but um nino's corner is basically where i'm at okay well that's it uh, hopefully we'll catch up with you soon and uh, anytime you need anything from us give us a shout you got it frank thank you thank uh, you for having me on uh, anytime take care man be well god bless there you go there goes nino all right we're going to take a really quick break and when we come back when we come back we're going to take your calls what do you think what do you think do we have anybody that is working at Cheyenne Mountain right now that can tell us what the hell is happening? Is it all just business as usual or what? Uh, your theories, take a theory, leave a theory. That'll be a good theme for the rest of the night. It's 816 right now. You know what else we'll do? We haven't done this since last Wednesday or so, but I think it's a very appropriate time. Well, I'm going to put the inside information line live again. That is inside information line. That is not... Call in with something you think, or call in with something you absolutely know. You have a tidbit of information nobody else has. You have the goods. Don't call in on that line and violate the rules. You have to blow our minds on that line, okay? Very shadowy line. Please respect the exclusivity. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. It's intermission time, folks. Time out to press the like button. Thank you. Welcome to Intermission. We'll, we'll be right back. Yeah, Intermission. Thank you. 
now entering quite frankly 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 we all support quite frankly not quite quite frankly go brandon quite frankly in roma italia quite frankly you're going on frank's show tonight i want to get a coke can i get a coke so everybody watch quite frankly with frank Quite frankly, how dare you? Okay, I had some things. I'm going to take some calls in a second. Going to read through a little bit more of this. This Don Cerber substack of all of the, all of the, um, the bad reactions to the, the mug, the mugshot. Let's see here. This is from the Atlantic. The Atlantic says the mugshot is a warning. Donald Trump's booking photo was supposed to be an exercise in humility. He turned it into a threat. In the portrait, Megan Garber wrote, it is a portrait in the end. Trump glares directly into the camera. He seethes. He glowers. He turns in in a studied performance. Photos like this are typically exercises in enforced humility. Trump's is a display of ongoing power. He treats his mugshot as our menace. What a what a woman. What a girl thing to say. Stephen Collinson of CNN wrote, Trump has weaponized every aspect of his legal struggle to supercharge the cult of victimization and vengeance that drives his political appeal. No, he literally doesn't have to do anything but put a smile on his face, keep his energy up, and everybody around him is going to see that this is nonsense. Nothing makes sense. There are just some people who are of such poor moral fiber and such poor character that they don't care they have taken the early onset uh programming about how we i hate trump trump's got to go russia trump and putin trump stole the election with russia i mean these are the these they have nothing they really are 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 sad people so, I mean, they're always just going to be looking for the next order, looking for the next order. Everybody else sees this for exactly what it is, okay? You have those who are invested in the cause, and then there's everybody else, even if they don't like Trump, because some of the better, better investigative writing that has been done and opinion-based writing that has been done about any number of Trump-related uh, scandals has been from people who aren't necessarily supporters of his, but just are appalled by how naked the corruption of the system itself is at this point. 
uh, Stephen Collins, since his Trump has weaponized this, Trump quickly posted his booking photo to his Truth Social Network and used it to return to, tr- to Twitter. That was his first tweet, by the way. He came back with it. The platform formerly known as Twitter, his campaign is already plastering it everywhere, likely to help raise the cash he's spending on his defense and turning his shame into a kind of new kind of power in another affront to the justice system. In another affront to the justice system. The affront is that he has found a way to pay for all of the legal woes that they are heaping upon him in the months leading up to an election year that they know he needs to, if he was going to go out there and campaign, he needs to concentrate on raising and spending money on the campaign trail. But I mean, so it's an affront to the justice system that he's not just letting the rape happen. But they'll say this is not rape. He fomented an insurrection. Are you forgetting January 6th, young man? Have you forgotten? Have you forgotten the people we murdered on January 6th? And the cops we lied about getting their heads smashed in? And the pipe bombs that just disappeared? Uh. Ah! Sorry, I had an almond about two and a half hours ago. And the almond chips, as you know, they follow, they just find any crevice in the back of your throat. And you think that they're not even there until, of course, the time that you least want to cough. And then the almond says, hello. Let's do one more. Maureen Dowd of New York Times was unhappy that the mugshot made Trump look like a martyr. She wrote, it should have revealed a man so cynical and depraved that he is willing to smash our nation's soul, our democracy, and destroy faith in our institutions. These are people who tried to sell the Russia thing. They are not only not in jail, they are still gainfully employed and destroy faith in our institutions. All this simply to avoid being called a loser. He didn't lose. He didn't lose. See, this is... The the media is the Grinches who tried to steal Christmas. Now, exchange Donald Trump for anything, anything that resonates with people, that strikes a chord, that makes people feel authentic connection to something and inspires them it doesn't matter about donald trump it's the fact that the who's down in whoville they sing from time to time and these slithery slithery little snakes they come down from the heights of their studio buildings and their offices of the new york times they slither around your christmas tree and they take all of your your, uh, your presents and all of your decorations, the hams, the trees itself, the garland, they take away everything, everything, because they think that when you wake up on Christmas morning or just the next morning and you realize all of your shit's been taken, all the things they thought brought you great glee, and then they hear you sing again and they are just confounded, confounded, only they have no hearts. The Grinch had a little bit of a, uh, a shrunken heart problem. They have no hearts. None. No souls, no heart. Nothing that holds them back. They only have a devil on their shoulder. The angel, they slit their throat a long time ago. 
So it's just, that's what it is. They hate hearing the Who's sing. They hate it. This mugshot was supposed to kill their souls. They did it without, they did it without mugshots. Haba, what is this? This Trump spokeswoman. Oh, that's the end of it. Oh, there's just so more. I, I loved it. I loved it. Good stuff. You know, I had another thing that happened to me over the weekend. <clears throat> 826, we're making good time. I brought a lot of my books. You know, I, I got all the books. Those of you who are in, who are monthly sponsor of the show, I gave you a nice little tour of a lot of the, the new stuff at the house, post-move-in, post-remodeling, and you saw a lot of the, the book collection. I finally got my books out onto the, uh, the shelves. So I was bringing you from section to section and showing you the categories and all that stuff. And, um, well, I, I pared down those books a lot. Really interesting thing happened to me. I brought them two full bins of books that I just didn't want anymore. Things that were just superfluous and things that I'll never read. A lot of times it's just books that people send me that, uh, it's just, I have too much of one thing, one type of book or whatever. And... I brought them all to a local shop that takes these things and puts them out on the, the, the street corner and people just take them. So I'm sitting there talking to a couple of people I know at this store as two bins of my books are up at the front step. And I'm watching, you know, I'm having like these uh, half-hearted conversations with the people at the front because out of the corner of my eye, I see, you know, these ladies coming in one after another and rummaging through my books that I just laid down. So all of a sudden, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at them, and the first thing that comes to my mind is, uh, what the hell do you think you're doing? Don't touch those damn books. Who the hell do you, what do, who do you think you are touching those damn books? So I should have just put them down and left. Because then, of course, I, I couldn't help myself but to, you know, mosey over as she's looking through a golf book that I had had to buy in college. It was a book about the first Grand Slam or whatever the hell it was called. Um, or it's called Grand Slam. And um, I said, yeah, that's a, that was a pretty good read. I had to do that one in college. She looked up at me. She kind of, kind of um, got the point. All of the books were mine. And she said, well, you, you have quite an eclectic collection here. And another, another, um, another voice in my head said, what? eclectic how? I feel like Joe Pesci from, God, from Goodfellas. Eclectic? What do you mean eclectic? And I know exactly what you mean. I said, yeah, I know. I have a lot of World War II. A lot of World War II things. A lot of, a lot of Hitler books. What's the matter? You don't like Hitler books? <laughs> I didn't tell her that. But ultimately, um, ultimately they came and left. And, um, you know, I, I didn't really hover. I just made that one comment and walked away. But nobody took anything while I was there. They just rummaged and they didn't take a book. And then I'm asking myself, what, you don't like my books? What, you're too good for my books? You can't take one? What the hell's wrong with you? They're free. Why don't you learn something? So I, I obviously, I, I had to get out of there because I already didn't feel too well and I was getting a little, a little ornery. So let's go into the super chats and let's take some calls. 914-200-0269. And we have the inside information line. 914-369-1236. You only call that unless you have something 
solid for us. A quick pitch. A quick pitch, something you know that cannot be duplicated. So go ahead. 914-200-0269, just for whatever. Thoughts on tonight? And the inside information line is open again. It's 914-369-1236. I can't wait to see what comes on through. First one up in the Super Chats, quite frankly, superchat.com is from Rob. Says, great show, Frank, Nino, and Frank made my evening. Thank you. Well, it was great to meet him. It was great to meet him. Had a, I mean, it was a trip hearing those theories again about um, about uh, military action behind the scenes. Is it possible? Do you think it's possible that there is any autonomous autonomous factions of the military that are actually working to an end that would be honored? That would be honored by the current company men and women who occupy the government on every administrative end because we're not even just talking about the people of Congress we're talking about a sea of agencies and bureaus that have hundreds of thousands of people working there uh, so I would love to know what you think about that is there still an, a modicum of a possibility that that could be true let's go to the inf inside information line uh, you are on the air go ahead Inside Hello? inside info. Hi, how are you? I'm, I'm Chris from Georgia. Hey, what's going on, Chris? Go ahead. And you got turn off that turn off that uh, stream, please. I'm sorry. Say again. Please turn off the stream. Yeah, I'm sorry. There we go. How's that? Go ahead, real quick. All right, I just wanted to say that it was a great show. I've been following Nino for the past two and a half years, along with. Juan and, and and Frank and all the others and I just wanted to tell him thank you for having Nino on and oh. would he please ask Nino to, to give us a t-shirt with the boxing ring behind him on Nino's corner so we can advertise for him like we advertise for Frank and all the other guys okay well we'll go get that along to him thank you so much for the call my friend uh, I will uh, I stress once again the inside information line call with inside information or don't call. 914-200-0269 is the open line for anything. So let's take a call. Who's this? Oh, this is William Blake. Hold on, let me turn that stuff off. Hello, William. Go ahead. Uh, hi. Um, I was going to call the information inside information line, but I thought my almonds stuck in my throat were... I don't think that would... I don't think it would uh, count. No, no, it wouldn't. No, <laughs> it would not. The other thing I want to mention is uh, the history book stuff. Uh, where were people judging you for the history book stuff? I don't know what they were doing. It, 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 it didn't seem. I don't know. Everybody's it, everybody's so uncomfortable these days. So uncomfortable. Well, and maybe it's, that's because the opposite of you. They're the opposite of you. They're the opposite of your your uh, your younger brother and the opposite of your mother and the uh, last the third thing I want to mention is um, well see I'm an old guy <laughs> sorry about that Frank. that's all right so oh, oh so so you forgot uh, oh the um, 
the thing about um okay so you forgot then yes yes okay yes i did well it's all right i'm gonna go back to the nursing home <laughs> no no I'm don't gonna, gonna... listen you know what <laughs> it, 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 it's uh, not not that many people listen uh, william not that, that many people are calling in so i'll hang up with you now you have some time to think about it call back in and i'll hopefully i'll, I'll if i see you pop up i'll know oh he remembers we all love your show. Uh, you're in a, uh, It's just a real, it takes a long time to develop that kind of talent. Remember how you talk about talking to yourself for years and years back in the day uh, when you first started uh, trying to develop your skills? It all, yeah, it all, it all adds up. It all that all adds up. I really appreciate. It's really amazing. It's really amazing to see that, Frank. I'm an old musician, so I remember what you talked. Anyway. Good night, and uh, God be with you all and all your followers. I appreciate you, and thank you so much for the observation and 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 sharing that. It really it really means a lot. Let's go and take a let's take another call here on the air. Who's this? Hello, Frank. hello. Hey, this is Hunting Abramovic. Oh, hello from the from the D Live crew. What's going on, Hunting Abramovic? Well, I got some inside scoop for you. <clears throat> all right, uh, black hats. White Hats, they all have the same promoter, okay? This realm is dominated. This is the Satan's dominion. There is no good guys. There's only love that defeats all things that you see. And so that's the inside scoop. There's a guy I want to introduce you to. His name is uh, Jason Brashears. He is uh, Archaics on uh, the dot I know. I know him. YouTube. Yeah, I know that, that guy brand. is a historian from All Get Out. Very interesting stuff, and you should have him on your show. Yeah, you know this guy is very intriguing. You know, uh, you you bring him up. I actually just subscribed to that channel maybe about a month or two ago, so uh, I'm I just got introduced introduced to him, and I'll I'll, uh, I'll I'll dig around a little bit more. But you know what? I think mo most importantly, your call topic is right on the money and i think it go it, it fits in perfectly with how nino and i ended the show the, the call together thank you so much for the call um <clears throat> if both sides of the ring if, if both fighters in either corner of the ring are controlled by the same promoter then why wouldn't that apply to white hats and black hats because if they're because you, you I don't see there needs to be a predominant there needs to be a predominant gang there needs to be so what the hell is it one side needs to be on the run and I'll tell you I it's one of those things that I have said before on the show many times is that the the thing that gets tiresome over time is that we are able to get a far more accurate accounting of the black hats because over time once you start looking at this stuff you see nothing but completely unimpeded chicanery unimpeded lawlessness selective enforcement of law with impunity we see it unimpeded we see good people trying to mount defenses against it. Sometimes they squeak through. Sometimes we get a Kyle Rittenhouse situation, and we get to cheer on that, that he got a, uh, 
He got a good judge in a sea of, uh, of monsters and monstrous prosecutors that are all working to the same tyrannical end. How many different people that you thought, how many different people that we were introduced to during just the Russiagate thing on the inside? Little FBI, you know, gophers and bureaucrats that are that that really do have a, a lot of control, but we never knew their names because they weren't Clintons or Bushes. You know, we get incredible accountings of the people who are running running amok out there. And then we're told that there are white hats that are, I guess, having to work even more clandestine because what? Because they are trying to evade not only the public eye, but also the eye of the black hats who are really in control of things. But if the black hats are in control of things and they are doing things that are illegal, anti-American, anti- and unconstitutional, and the white hats are doing, are trying to restore order, then why would they have to be more secretive and more out of, out of view than the black hats you know so uh the, all that stuff it was very intriguing to me at a time now i am in a well let's wait and see kind of a thing and what do you think the probabilities are kind of a stance there too but most importantly what can you do and what is the most important thing the caller just said it right there love is the only thing that love that 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 connection to the divine your connection to God, whatever it is, clean, cleaning yourself up and actually just cleaning up shop in your soul, getting rid of all the things that, um, that get in the way of you making good, righteous decisions and working hard and, and making uh, order out of the chaos that is around you and doing what you can right where you are, that kind of thing. If everybody was on the ascendant path on personal, in a personal way, if more people were on personal ascendant paths, that is everything. That's everything. What would a bunch of white hats, how many, first of all, how many are there? And what would they do for us right now if they made a couple of huge arrests and a couple of things got, what would we be? We would still be a nation of 340 million people who are riddled with all types of addiction and all kinds of distraction uh, that are are on the hook for so many types of things that I mean they, they but th- but here's the thing regardless of what color hat people are wearing at the top right now if the people at the bottom us toward the bottom over here everyday life that we're on the ground we're working we're living we're loving we're dying um, if all of us were taking care of our bodies and our minds and our houses and our communities and we were thinking differently we're approaching life a little bit differently we're praying a little bit more we're exercising whatever it is if we were doing that and then we're taking care of who is our mayors and who is our city council and who's on our board of education who's our sheriffs if we're taking care of those things then cleaning out house at home it doesn't really matter what color hat people are wearing 2,500 miles away or who is, uh, you know, who's got control of one computer room or another in a mountain base. It, it really it really puts it in perspective, especially since all of the central all the power that's been centralized is purely imaginary, purely imaginary.
You can say anything. I mean, I, the Constitution, that is a codified act right there. Anything outside that bounds is imaginary. You can say the Constitution itself is imaginary. Then what you're dealing with, the individual, and you're talking about autonomy and liberty. There is no authority outside of... Uh, way outside of that. Now we're really decentralizing down to the individual and recognizing that spark. So that, that's huge. That's what simplifies everything. And then you don't have to worry about too much about, oh, well, you know, which source is right and which isn't. Because we're always going to be ready for game day. Always going to be ready. All right, let's take a, take a little bit more here. Stostube, thank you so much for a wonderful tip to the show. I appreciate you. Citizen Lens on Rumble Rant says, in 2016, we beat the Dominion Steel because Dominion is designed to steal the popular vote. Hillary won the popular vote. That is why they focused on the swing counties on the ground. Mail-in ballots in 2020. Hey, makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. And I'm always open to theories because you want to know the one thing that doesn't make sense? What happened? (laughs) <laughs> That's the one thing that doesn't make sense. What happened? So, as long as we all agree that what happened doesn't make sense, and I'm always up for one theory or another, or a combination or two. There's a lot of things. There's a lot of things that can be synthesized together. Jay Semo says, "You devil, Frank, tempting Nino with resurrection news. Resurrection news." Oh, man, well, hey, listen, I have, to know that Nino probably knows something about the resurrection, the the movie, damn, man. Well, obviously, I would never, if I got to talk to Jim Caviezel one day, I'm not going to, I can't say anything. I wouldn't ask. I, I, I wouldn't press. I wouldn't press on anything. I mean, why wouldn't he say anything? Obviously, you can't give away the farm. But why would if in a in a comfortable conversational setting on air or whatever, why wouldn't um, why wouldn't Jim Caviezel say anything about the uh, the new Mel Gibson film that he's in? Mel has said quite a bit about the resurrection on on big talk shows. You know, I want to know more about that whole acid trip aspect of. um of the three days before the resurrection. I want to know more about that. And that's going to be great. That's next year, too. I think that's next year. We're going to need it next year. All right. Let's see what else we got. We got one more over here by Jay Semo says, wow, you're hitting home runs with your message. Thank you. Well, I'm glad that it resonated. Um, Let me go over to... Pill.net. Robert Sarns, thank you. Thank you, Jesse. Hello, Jesse again. Says, uh, a can for you. Light bulb. Oh, they're giving each other cans over there. Sorry, I interrupted something. Sean Joe, Jesse again. PQuest, CJ, CJM. Captain Flint, Porpoiseful, and Paulie9363 says, Longtime White Sox fan, did you hear we had two women shot inside the ballpark? Both lived, thank God. I heard about that. I heard that at the uh, at at the the field over there for the White Sox that all of the after 
the game entertainment had been canceled and they blamed it on technical difficulties because they didn't want to tell everybody in the park that uh, somebody had gotten into the, the stadium with a gun and popped off a few rounds and shot two women. So that's that's something new. That is something new. Uh, we have a little something over here on from the network end of things. A couple of minutes from now, when I end this show, tonight's Music Monday on Quite Frankly TV, and it's all about the Rat Pack. Join your fellow Franklies for an entire night full of your favorite Rat Pack live classics only on QuiteFrankly.tv. So that happens in a few minutes. That is powered by Foxhole. I hope you guys go over there and continue on with the new week. And I'll be watching, no doubt about it, because when I get home, I will be in my new office on the computer I just assembled, and I'll be cleaning out the computer and making things totally organized and getting the the OBS worked out, things like that. So I'll be chatting with you guys and listening to what's going on over there. I can't say no to a little rap pack. Okay, let's see here. 406, we have you on the... Inside information line, what do you have for us all? What's going on, Frank? Uh, the Mike calling you from Bozeman, Montana. Hello, Mike Mike from Bozeman. Yeah, yeah, I used to be from Paso Robles. Uh, called you a couple times back in the day. Anyways, I wanted to see if you can maybe start a conversation with some uh, medical professionals, Possibly, um, Mike, at do, different facilities. Mike, do you have do you have inside information for us? I'm sorry, I have to I have to be strict on this line. Yeah, so um, I do, but it it uh, requires other people to be involved too. Um, need to keep track of the uh, the chemtrails, the geoengineering that's going on, and then relate that to what's coming into the emergency room in the hospitals four to five days later stroke symptoms, GI issues, all kinds of stuff going on. Now, so, Mike, what do, you, what do you do for a living? Uh, are I, you are you in a position, are you, you, do you work? Yeah, I work in healthcare. You work in healthcare. So you are, yeah. at, this, at this time, you are observing something that you believe, you're observing something personally and you want corroboration. That's correct. I've been observing it actually for for several years, and uh, actually in California they're geoengineering a lot harder, so you see it a lot more in California as far as the the signs and symptoms of people coming in. Um, Montana's a little, <clears throat> well, not so bad actually. Uh, I'm not sure if it's the weather that they can't uh, kind of spray and, and get that spray to stick, but it kind of things move around a little bit more. So real, real quick, so Mike. I just want to see if anybody else is witnessing this. So real quick, uh, what, what, what would they? You're going to have to tell anybody that is in a position like yours what you are looking for. Um, so people are reacting in a in what kind of a way to what in particular? So if you if you if you take pictures and see the spray in the sky, typically. Two, two days to five days after that, you'll see all kinds of different people coming in with stroke-like symptoms, um, issues with the bowel, and um, it's <clears throat> it's just like clockwork, man. So when you, but but again, um, so I want to see if anybody else is noticing this. Again, again, Mike, I, I have to ask you one one more 
question for clarification. Um, as you are doing your work and people are coming in, they have bowel uh, issues, they have stroke-like symptoms. Um, what tells you? What makes you think? I have to go outside and check the sky, or I have to see if it's been we've been sprayed recently. What makes you link that together for the first time? Do they have a substance on them? Did you test what it is, and did you? No. So, yeah, if, you, if you're if you're watching the sky, and if you're uh, say a sky watcher and you're taking pictures every time you notice what's going on in the sky, I mean, if you're a farmer. And you know what's going on up there. You can see them spraying in like farm-like patterns. Right, but you're inside of a now, you're right inside of a hospital, so you don't see the sky. You right, just see but people. You're, you're you're taking pictures days before, and then you're witnessing it coming in days later. This stuff has an after effect. It doesn't happen right away. So would you be in a? Um, would you also have to attach the caveat to this that? It is most uh, reasonably observed in a place where it's not sprayed every day, because over here in suburban and urban areas, there is there is just thatch work in the sky all the time. So, are you in a little bit more of a rural area? If you, yeah, so back okay. in Cali, um, you know the valley gets hit a whole lot. Uh, central Central California. If you're on the coast, you'll see it happen on the coast. They can play the winds. Okay. And kind of just comes right in. So, if you're in ta- if you're in a big city, I'd say it's kind of hard to see because you got so many other distractions. But nobody's looking up, man. Well, I that's guess in the big it. cities, if that's the case, and thank you for the call, Mike. Uh, if that's the case, then I guess in the big cities, people are running into the emergency rooms more than anywhere else with bowel and stroke. But those are very common. I mean, bowel issues. Jeez. Um. Okay, so there's a little something. There's a little in, inside information. There's a healthcare worker from the the uh, Montana area that wants anybody else that is doing healthcare in semi-rural areas to start seeing if there's any patterns that they recognize around uh, spraying, spraying cycles and people with stroke-like sy- symptoms. Okay, that's a little something. And that's all we have. Um... I had a little bit more left, but I'm going to save that for tomorrow when Rich Barris is on. And if you have any questions for Rich Barris, email me at quitefranklypodcast@gmail.com. I've also been in contact with uh, Sean David Morton lately, and he's not doing very well at all, uh, at least from what he describes for me. I was working on getting him on the show for a Saturday night special. Obviously, we didn't do the Saturday Night Special this month again, this time because I was just wasn't feeling well. But um, I wanted to have Sean David on the sh- on the show because it's been a while, and um, now this is a guy who's just who's just done a lot. He's very interesting, and I wanted to get some extra time with him. And he said that things are not doing well with him, and that. Um, for a second there that we were almost about to put him on the schedule then he got in touch with me a few days later and said he literally cannot speak that he's got um he's got issues that have really affected his throat and uh he he's convinced that this is just not going to work out very well for him and i'm holding out hope because he's been a good friend to the show and he's uh 
and he loves to work. And I hate to see that. But I hope uh, I hope we hear a little bit more on that, and I hope everybody can keep Sean David Morton in their thoughts because um, he loved coming on the show, and he I think he's still got a lot to offer people. So we will see you tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. And in the meantime, go to quitefrankly.tv. Hang out over there. Thank you again to uh, David Nino Rodriguez for coming on. I'm releasing the scratching over on quitefrankly.tv. You'll be happy to hear that you are about to get scratched. And that's it. Thank you, guys. Thank you guys so much. And uh, tomorrow is another day. Oh, the, the Sentinel from Theta said, Great show, Frank. We enjoyed Nino and his optimism. The gang at Theta, we were all talking about what was going on with the plan and how that relates to current events. Epic mugshot. Let's see what happens next. Yeah, the plan. I don't know. Like I said, the plan is something that you have to lay out for yourself every day. And, um, and hopefully you... You meet like souls along the way. That's the that's the be- that's the best plan I can see. After all of the airtight things that we thought were coming down the pike came to pass and just went right by us. Um, you got to be the man in the arena, no doubt about it. This is not a time, not time whatsoever, ever in your life to put yourself on the bench. You got to be the man in the arena. But um, as far as whether or not there are bigger men. In far more important parts of the arena that are about to do something spectacular for the rest of us, we are not going to be involved in it. As I always tell people during the height of the Q stuff, too, you know, every once in a while, we dig into those, those drops. We talk about the references there because there was a lot of really interesting stories and good things and old theories and stuff that could be explored in those internet treasure hunt kind of uh, environments, the Socratic method and all that. But... Uh, None of us were going to be in on the arrest. None of us were going to be tossed the handcuffs to go put it on Adam Schiff's uh, little quizzling wrists. You know, that's not our job. And um, if that is a job that is going to be undertaken by somebody, then hell, we're all going to be able to uh, swill wine that night and toast to uh, one hell of a show. But for now, day to day. Do your thing. Um, let me see. Rob's just said, by the way, Frank, I'm of the many who can't speak out like you and, and uh, Nino due to reasons uh, you discussed. You and Nino are among many I watch and listen to as an outlet. I'm surrounded by many friends and family members that are asleep like Nino stated. Well, I put myself here every night for that reason and many more. I'm, I'm happy that you guys find refuge here. And this is why we change it up so much, too keep it all i mean it's been a long time since we dipped into uh waters like these i'm glad we did jay brits is great show frank nice choice on nino for the welcome back to youtube i know i know hey listen i feel like i'm playing with house money on youtube but i seriously what even explains what just happened i should not have an account until wednesday I didn't even get a uh, an email in the past when I was actually able to appeal strikes and got strikes removed. You would get an email that said your strike has been removed. We reviewed. We found that we made a mistake. I remember that, that especially that one time, I was able to get a uh, a person 
on, uh, I don't know where the hell the portal was. It was all, I was talking to a person through a chat room support, and they got two strikes taken away at once. Man, I was dancing on the edge of infinity right there. So, but then there was another time I remember that they, uh, I put a, a, a meme. It was a Alex Jones meme. It was somewhere in the episode. I got a strike because Alex Jones just was in the episode. And I repeal, and I, I, I appealed it, and I just said simply, because uh, this is the InfoWars, hate speech. I said, if you can please just go review it. It was a meme uh, poking fun at Alex Jones. There was, there was no whatever. And they went back, and they looked at it, and they, they probably said, oh, it's... Okay, this is passes. As long as he's making fun of Alex Jones and this, like shit like that is, you have no clue how many strikes have come and gone. But, you know, every week that I bought myself, I'm grateful because I, maybe I met a, how many of you people have I met on there over the last couple of years? Not as many as elsewhere, but you got to do what you got to do. Scratching and clawing for anything right now. Thank you guys for everything. Become a sponsor. I'd love to invite more and more of you into the Sunday streams to hang out, those exclusive streams, into the book clubs and everything else that we're going to be creating. All of the exclusive content that I'm going to be able to do from my home office broadcast center now. So I don't even know. The possibilities are endless. But become a sponsor and you'll be there for it right there in the back seat. All right. Good night, everybody, and thank you so much for another night. It's been real. Again, I did that. I'll catch you on the flip side. Quite frankly, is film before a live studio audience, and now our super chatters, starting with Jay Semo, Citizen Lens, Jay Semo again, and I think that's it. Thank you to our wonderful friends on Quite Frankly Superchat.com, the Sentinel from Theta, Rob, Jay Brits, Stostube, and uh, and that's it. That's it. I'll see you on QuiteFrankly.tv for the rest of the evening. Good night, everybody.